If you haven't cut the cord yet, then you're in for a treat because May is Sweeps Month on TV. That's one of four times a year where they measure the ratings of television shows. Now, it seems a bit archaic, I know. In big markets, they do this every day. But around the country, it only happens those four times a year, and May is the biggest and brightest of the sweeps. So if you're watching network television shows, they're all building up to their season finales. Think cliffhangers. And for local news stations, well, they're trying to go over the top with some salacious news stories that they continuously promote throughout the day and into the evening so that you do tune in tonight at 11. Now, they really know what they're doing because they've been trying to drum up this excitement for years. The anchors and the reporters, though, are desensitized to all this stuff. And I can tell you this firsthand. I think I spoke about how I used to live with a news anchor, which is fantastic because you can do anything in the apartment as long as he's live on TV. I worked in enough television stations that I interacted with a ton of these anchors. One of the worst interactions was... After a little girl had been missing in town for quite some time, well, they finally saw her. I was leaving the building when another anchor was coming in with his dry cleaning over his shoulder. He was mad. He says, man, I was going to go to the mall. Now I got to work all day because they found this little girl's skull. And that's not even the worst thing I'm going to say today as we talk about Mr. Rogers, Race, and Tyrannosaurus Rex on the hunt for big ratings. Let's go joshing around. Hey, here's some good news. Here in America, originally, most of us were farmers. After the Industrial Revolution, a lot of us became factory workers. But when those jobs got automated, many of those factory workers became truck drivers. Well, the new fear was that trucks were going to start driving themselves, and now those truck drivers would be out of work. Well, futurists and dystopians be damned, truck driving jobs are at an all-time high. Thanks, online shoppers. So if you've ever wanted to drive big rig, Throw on some Alabama and call out to your CB buddies. It's time to hit the road. In anticipation of the newest Jurassic World sequel, everybody in my house has dinosaur fever, and with good reason. The first Jurassic Park movie came out 25 years ago when I was an impressionable young teen. So pretty much everything I know about science comes from the Michael Crichton franchise. Certainly everything I know about dinosaurs. One of the constant themes in the movie is that Tyrannosaurus rex can only see motion, that their vision is based solely on movement. And this was a lesson I took a little too close to heart. I remember when I was younger, messing around at a house party when an authority figure suddenly came in. There I was in the middle of a well-lit room, but to hide, I stood completely still and I tried not to breathe. And they walked closer to me, stared right at me, and then said, what are you doing? I can clearly see you. So... This doesn't work on people, and it's kind of selective in the movies how it works on T-Rex as well, because you can be still, and they'll be breathing right over top of you, staring at you, and not see you, but yet another person does the same thing and gets eaten. So there's no rhyme or reason to it. The only advice I have on how to stay safe, definitely steer clear of those velociraptors. I watched a lot of movies when I was a kid. I also played a lot of video games and watched a lot of TV. I remember while I was doing these things, Sometimes I'd eat a whole bag of chips, which isn't hard to do when you're alone watching TV as a youngster. That might have had something to do with the fact that I was a husky, chunky little kid, too. My mom wouldn't let me call myself fat. Instead, she'd say pleasingly plump, which I don't think makes it any better. As a lardy little latchkey kid, I did attempt to stay active by playing basketball. We had a hoop in the driveway, and I'd go out and dribble around and shoot some baskets before I retired inside to more lonely pursuits such as writing letters to professional basketball players I admired. Those players 
usually had something off about him. Muggsy Bogues, for instance, I wrote to because he was the shortest player. Manute Bowl, I wrote to because he was the tallest. And Mark Price because his hair was the most similar to mine. I'd reach out with a generic letter, hey, I'm a big fan, I'd really like to have your autograph. And then I'd include a basketball card and, here was the key, a self-addressed stamped envelope. I'd put those into another envelope, which I would then color in the team's colors in oil pastels. I didn't realize till later that they probably opened my letters because those oil pastels were making a mess of all the other letters they received. Now, of course, this was before social media made autographs completely worthless. Sadly, though, I don't have a picture of me standing next to Muggsy or Minute. I'm still a basketball fan, though even with the NBA playoffs going on, I don't really keep up like I should. One summer, I remember coming home to visit my mom in college. She had just moved in with her new boyfriend. He was watching reruns of Cops when I suggested we turn on the NBA playoffs when he looked at me and said, I don't watch Jigaboos in tennis shoes. I sat there stunned as his words just hung, intertwined with the smoke from Camel Nun filters as we were cascaded by the sounds of sirens from the TV. Made for a very long three-day stay. My mother was a wonderful, compassionate woman from the Midwest who carried not an ill will towards man of any kind. Upon reflection, though, at least in the South, she seemingly dated nothing but racists. For example, my first stepfather, we had a tradition with him where every night we'd eat dinner and watch Sanford and Son reruns on TV, and he would just laugh and laugh as he made the N-word rain down on the dinner table like hateful confetti. One time, I told him he shouldn't talk that way, and found out instead that just made it so I couldn't sit down. <laughs> After a while, I did keep my mouth shut, but it taught me at an early age to realize we'd never run a junkyard together. I could even lump my dad into these stories, when in reality, he's just a TQ sweetie that was born in a different time. In fact, he's so old, he actually went to segregated schools. I need to get a recording of a cheer he remembers from when his junior high school played a segregated school from across town. The cheer has a whole lot of soul and ends with, Go Booker T. Washington School for Colored Children! I don't know if funny's the word, but my dad tells a story where he was helping my grandparents feed their raccoons. That's something old country people do as they start feeding stray animals. But they were out of town, so dad was left with the task. He goes over to get the job done, while at the same time there's some black guys in the distance working on my grandparents' dock. Well, as my dad gets to the feeding area, he realizes the raccoons from the night before had made a big mess of the situation. So frustratingly, he screams out, you stupid coons, to which he realizes the big dudes on the dock have now flared up and turned on his direction as he says, no, I'm talking about a raccoon. And while it's certain dad wasn't calling a spade a spade, I'm left to wonder how are there so many offensive derogatory terms for all of the races? Are we as humans really filled with this much hate? Or are we just that in tune to our small differences? Well, the subject matter's certainly been a little racier than usual today, but what can I say? It sweeps, and we're just out here trying to win ratings. If you hear any salacious stories on your local news, see if you can't share them with the show. You'll know these stories when you hear them, such as, Could your dog's dog food kill your dog? <laughs> this is actually a true story from 2007, when melamine, a contaminated wheat gluten, was found in over 5,300 pet products produced by a Chinese protein processor. Let's try another one. Are baby bottles poisonous? Oh, this is also true. 
when BPA or bisphenol A, a starting material for plastics that exhibits estrogen-like hormone properties, was found in water and baby bottles. Wow, that hits close to home. How about will a Caesar salad end your life? Find out tonight at 11. Well, you might actually be able to catch that one tonight at 11 because an E. coli breakout has been found in romaine lettuce in every one of the 50 states. Wow. So maybe as much as we all may laugh, it seems local news might be necessary to protect us from our corporate overlords. Always looking out for the little man, not because I'm more righteous, brother, but because I never lost that loving feeling that I gained watching Mr. Rogers when I was younger. My kids still watch Mr. Rogers today, even though Daniel Tiger has the more popular neighborhood. I always liked it on Mr. Rogers, of course, when they went to the Crayola factory, but also when they went to the neighborhood of make-believe. That's where they had those hard rubber plastic puppets. And I have a puppet that's similar to King Friday in the neighborhood of make-believe. We call him the King of Puppet Town. And he is a stately fellow with a crown on his cap, and I can make him talk. My kids love it. Hello, I'm the King of Puppet Town, but I like to pretend that when he's done producing his show for kids, he puts on a tiny little Kansas City Royals cap we have, turns it around backwards, and then starts calling out to everybody on the crew to get him a cigarette and a tiny can of Coca-Cola so we could top it with some beam already. I'm not sure if the King of Puppet Town's the best influence for my kids, but it will give them something to chat about for years to come, whether to me or sobbing softly on a sofa in therapy. For now, though, I've got to flip my cap to the back and open a can of Coke myself. As for you, try to be more like mom and less like that of her suitors. Together, we may be able to work some kindness into all this dino DNA as we keep on trucking until it's time for me to hang up the cardigan and start joshing around.